K-Drama Podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-Drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we started a new K-Drama. We started Good Casting. We watched episodes one through four. And um, can I just start here at the top and say this? I'm trying to think. I'm sure I've made this assertion before, but that was before we watched this. This is probably my favorite concept for a k-drama that we've watched so far like overall like if you go into like what this k-drama is about the bare bones it is everything i've ever wanted from a k-drama so um give me spy shows give me lady spies give me charlie's angels but better because um i don't know it's a korean drama so (laughs) and like they're older yeah. I love that for them. Yeah, they're not just, like, sexy lady spies. They're, like, I mean, they're all... They are yeah, They are that, yes. They are also <laughs> that. But the, it's, like, okay, I feel like now I'm being reductive about Charlie's Angels as well. But that has always been a big thing. They're, like, 20-year-old hotties with bodies. Whereas this is, like, mm-hmm. um, not really what they're about. Like, two of them are moms. Hell yeah. Love um, that. One of them's a single mom. Hell yeah. Get it, girl. <laughs> I mean, it's actually really sad. But... It's really sad, but, <laughs> but like, also I'm... get it. Yeah, I'm proud of her. Like, and, and I'm also proud of this K-drama for being like, look at how uh, rad these ladies are. They're just doing it. They're out there getting doing their thing on that grind, being spies. They are killing it. I love it so much. I'm so glad you like it because it is very silly. It has Mm -hmm. so many aspects that are just like pure silliness. I don't want to say I love a real thing about this show, but yeah, bare bones, the concept, I'm so here for it. I'm so in love with it. I think like kind of on that silliness note too, it, it, it is very, it feels almost like watching can't believe I'm saying this because I'm pretty sure I've never actually watched the entirety of this, but like watching Get Smart, where it's, I don't know. Okay. It's almost cap- capability by accident, except it's not. They're very capable. They just also are not flawless spies. Yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. That is something that I saw about the Charlie's Angels reboot, which I never watched. I need to because I'm sure I will love it. But of course, me being trash, I watched a YouTube video analysis of why (laughs) Charlie's Angels was bad. And (laughs) because I grew up on the old Charlie's Angels, I was like, yeah, there's a little part of me that wants the new one to be bad. I am awful. I'm the worst. (laughs) I know I will love it if I watch it. And they talked about how one of the things that bothered them as a YouTuber was that The new Charlie's Angels, the three angels, are flawless in every single situation. They cannot and do not make mistakes. And I love, like, it's insane, but I love that they can just, in this show, they can drop a listening device, they can drop an earpiece, and they work in this freaking tech office, like, one of the most secure, one of the most high-tech offices in Korea. 
and they're just dropping these spy devices and no one's picking them up and being like, hey, <laughs> I what think is there's this? a spy somewhere. I don't know who it is, but I'm pretty sure we should up our security. I just found a listening device. Oh, you want to up our security? Let's call the security offices and they'll send these two women who work here <laughs> in our office. They, they are look, not in disguises. No, they look exactly like in every way except the clothes they are wearing. The people who Nobody we will see recognize them. Checking in every day. Yeah, and then the whole Okay, so speaking of recognizing <laughs> people, there is a lot of flaws with the whole um the like best spy they have just deciding to keep it under wraps that she totally dated. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, she, she dated totally... the CEO and never thought to bring that up. Yeah, or or does think to bring it up, but chooses not to. Is just kind of goes ahead and assumes he doesn't really recognize her, which there is at least some evidence to that. Except she has the same name. Except there's one. <laughs> it's one like letter is different. <laughs> what is that? What even is that? What are we doing? Oh, I love this. This is bananas. Yeah, absolutely off the rails. Everything that I needed, actually, because <laughs> um, what we did was we straight up asked for a fun drama, something silly and exciting and great after coming off of Uncontrollably Fond. And we, boy, howdy, did we get it. Is it sad? Oh, for sure. Um, but also confusing sad, which I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're like, "Hey, one of them lost a husband," and you're like, "Oh, dang, that's sad." And they're like, "Yeah, on his child's birthday, he died. Oh no, the heartache." <laughs> and uh, he really wanted to be a good dad because he grew up without a dad. And you're like, "Hey, please stop!" But then they're like, "Maybe he was also a double spy." Maybe. So, like, we'll just leave that there. Oh, man. That can't be true, though. Like, he definitely wasn't, though, right? Because don't do that to us. <laughs> Did you recognize him? Yeah, he was the... Uh, what was his name in uh, Huayugi? He was in Huayugi. He was the winter... I wanted to say winter soldier. That's not right. <laughs> it's probably not that... But something very close. Yeah. I'm glad you remembered. He, I only remembered that he played the god that was two souls in one body. Yeah, so he was also spring. He was like winter and spring or something. Or winter and summer. I have so much love for that character yeah. that I will never dislike that actor in anything. Right? I had the same thought because that character was so good. And I saw him and I didn't immediately recognize him. It took me a couple of scenes before I... Because I was like, I know him and I know I know him because I immediately loved him. Like, I saw him and I, my heart mm -hmm. was like did a little pound, like a little affection pound. Like, oh. It's him. And I was like, who? I don't know, Hart. Who is this? <laughs> but you felt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of characters we recognize, so, um, man, you know it's the first episode. I don't know anyone's name. The single mom? Do you know her name? Im er, Yeun. Im Yeun, uh, we've seen in a couple of things. And she's usually... Of, or I've seen in a couple of things we've done one thing that she's been on for the podcast 
Um, did you recognize her? No. She was in Oh My Venus. What? She usually <gasps> plays, like, kind of a villain, or, like... Yeah. Or, like, a secondary not great person, typically. Because she, I've never seen her as, like, a main villain, but I have seen her repeatedly as a really dislikable character. She, so in Oh My Venus, for those of you who haven't seen it, she plays kind of like a rival to the main character in Oh My Venus. And then in um, My Love from the Star, she also plays a, uh, Whoa. a little bit. And it's interesting, the actress is obviously amazing, because I, usually her voice makes me upset in like a very intentional way because she is a great actress who is great at leveraging her talents and in this I think that she's adorable and wonderful and there's nothing bad about her <laughs> um she's got that slightly higher voice that yeah. could be almost seem like she's trying to be cuter if she's playing a really unlikable side character who you're supposed to hate. Yes. Yeah, like, um, she plays that up so well in those other dramas I've seen her in. And then in this, she just radiates good and innocence. And it doesn't feel like a, an aspect of herself that she's playing up to to be, I don't know whatever like that mean girl the mean girl with the soft voice instead she's the sweet girl with the soft voice and precious i love love her yeah she's an amazing actress and then i so this is the last one and i didn't even look it up so this is very shot in the dark but do you recognize the ceo oh i don't think so i think and i like I said, did not look this up. I don't actually know this for certain. I'm pretty sure I've seen him play the vi- like the villain in something, and I think it was While You Were Sleeping. I think he's the ex-boyfriend in While You Were Sleeping. Okay. Now- so While You Were Sleeping is an interesting one that I don't remember anything about, except the corgi. Yeah. And so that's on Named me. Robin. Robin. Robin! And Wu-Tok. I remember Wu-Tok forever from while you were sleeping, because he's the best secondary he's male lead. He's the best good boy! Yeah. Oh, shit. There is, um, I'm, so I am live on the air looking up, uh, the cast for while you were sleeping. Um, except there is a very popular Hollywood movie that, there is a very popular Hollywood movie that is also called While You Were Sleeping. That makes it harder to look up. Who yep. does that? He's in it. He's the he's the CDX boyfriend of the female lead. You're so good at faces. Heck yeah. Oh my god. <gasps> okay, I did recognize one thing. It was not a person. It was a set. So this may be a transition and I'm sorry. But they had a scene where they went to Taipei, I believe. I don't know. So it was, I think it was Mr. Talk. Mm. No, maybe not. I don't know. 
God, I don't know who these people I are. It was a bunch of villains meeting at a long table in a building with these beautiful red lanterns that were 100% the same set from Crash Landing on You. That was the same set, and I didn't even think about it. That was it totally 100% was. the same set. They just used... Didn't change a thing. They didn't even try to pretend that, and I didn't think about that. I did think, this looks familiar. And then I was like, ah, oh, I guess all the rooms look the same <laughs> in Korea. That is the most beautiful room in the world. I love it so much. It's the only thing I can recognize is that single set. There was also a very good fight scene both in this and in that uh in Crash Landing on You in that very on that very set. It's a good fight set. It's a good fight set. Because it's so beautiful and they've got good backlighting through like these giant windows on the back wall. Um, coolest thing ever that this K drama has been doing, there has not been a single fight scene that I can think of. And I watched them all today, right before we recorded, but you know, <laughs> maybe maybe I missed something. There hasn't been a single fight scene that wasn't a woman kicking ass. Like, there's always at least one woman in every fight scene, and she's winning every time. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Like, I get it if people disagree with how enjoyable that is, if if people aren't as into it as we are, but I'm so into it. Yeah. Give me that forever always. Yeah. Even the villain. Even when the vil lady villain is kicking ass, I'm like, get it, girl. Get it, get it, girl. Yeah. Get it, girl. Ooh, every moment until the very last second of episode four, I was totally on her team. But, you know, <laughs> then she killed two dudes who I was kind of rooting for. Yeah. We don't know if they're alive still, but... Yeah, I feel like one of them will live and the other will die. And prediction corner, I think that the team lead is going to die and the pop star is going to See, that's what I think, too. But it seems cruel to Big Chan Mi to be like, hey, remember when your subordinate died on your very last mission and so you quit for three years? Well, now that you're back, your team leader slash ex-boyfriend is also dead. Yeet. That's like a lot. Hey, drama, can we keep it a little bit more lighthearted? Yeah, they had to get Maybe rid of... Maybe you can kill the pop star. Okay, go ahead and kill the pop star, because he's a brat. You know my stupid brain, Raquel. <laughs> you ship. My stupid brain <laughs> you totally... ships him <laughs> and Emye Eun because he could support her. Okay, she needs a sugar daddy. <laughs> and, like, this dumb baby boy could be that. I mean, I will never judge someone for having a, a sugar daddy, you know? Like, as long as it's a consensual sugar daddy and, like... He knows what he is to you. But, um, you know, it feels wrong. It just doesn't feel good. He doesn't seem like dad material. And I, <laughs> I'm i still really hurt over the death of her uh, husband or partner. Um, I don't know if they were actually fully married or if they were just married in their hearts. <clears throat> but um, I know that maybe she's ready to move on. I'm not. <laughs> so I'm not ready for that ship to set sail. I need some more convincing. I need some more time, which I think they're going to give us. I don't know if that's the direction they'll take it. You know, I don't want to 
make it creepy, I was kind of hoping she would just kind of adopt him a little bit, you know? Like, <laughs> kind of become, you know, like, be as Nuna, and maybe then he's also like, hey, Nuna, let me help financially support you and my little uh, niece slash sister, because that's how I feel yeah, about fair. her. I mean, that's a lot healthier, not in that Nuna relationships are bad, because... I still 100% ship them, Mm -hmm. but in that he would be probably a terrible partner. And it's only the part of my brain that thinks you can change a person with a relationship (laughs) that wants them to be together. And I know that's wrong. So (laughs) don't do that. Never try for it. Never go into it trying for it. If he just happens to change, I mean, he just got bashed over the head. He might go through a really big personality change coming up here soon. So, if he survives. On if the... he survives, eee. Yeah. I feel like it's just going to be like that episode of 30 Rock where um, they get a new chance at uh, figuring out Liz Lemon's adoption probability because the uh, social service worker has amnesia. So the bad impression they <laughs> made is erased. I just feel like that's what this is going to be. Like the bad impression she made on him will be erased and now she'll get the chance to make a new good impression so oh that would be so convenient with the severity with which his head was hit if he survived and only suffered slight memory loss yeah instead of complete overhaul of who he is as a person and that yeah, overhaul I think being he's probably a, dead yeah a bit of a veggie at this point <sighs> Ooh, this is dark Mm-hmm. The show was really fun and uplifting until, like, the very last moments there. Yeah. Yep. I guess we had Minsock's death that we talked about. They have dark aspects, but then they have entire montages of Big Chun-Mi and the CEO just doing, like, fun, silly stuff. What is that? I don't know. I'm just so confused because how have they spent this much time together and they're supposed to not recognize each other? It is the same question I asked in the first four episodes of Uncontrollably Fond. Yeah. Hey, how are we supposed to believe that they don't recognize each other? Yeah, like, or obviously. Like, that they can even get away with pretending not to recognize each other. Right. Like, it, it reaches a certain point where... I mean, obviously she recognizes him and is pretending, and that's insane because he's just letting her, but also doesn't, like, seems to completely buy the story that she's, like, ten years younger than she actually is and a completely different person, even though she's identical and has the same name except one letter, but sure. Yeah, what? Oh, sorry. I got the age thing is something that I keep being stuck on with this show because I was so excited for all these older women to be kicking some butt and wearing crop tops and having six-pack abs. Can we talk about... Okay, I'm sorry. Please, like, bookmark the exact thing you were about to say because I just... Before (laughs) we move on from crop tops, can we please make crop tops a professional outfit? Because that looked bomb as fuck. Like... Wear that every day. Yeah. I love that for her. Mm -hmm. I love that for me. I want it for me. Yeah. I'll work on my abs. I guess but also I, I don't have, have to, to. Yeah. Like if you love to wear crop tops, try it under a blazer. 
because I saw someone do it and it looked really good. So And it looks really good. And you know what? If you've got those chocolate abs, bring them out. Mm -hmm. If you don't, also bring your belly out. Because this is 2020 and we're not body shaming anymore. Yeah, we're done with that. That shit's out. Crop tops are in. Crop tops with blazers are in, in. Like super mega in. Um, (laughs) I'm weirdly into this. I want to work for myself. Specifically, I want to be the boss of me specifically so I can wear crop tops under a blazer to my job and get to make that the new professional wear at my company and just be like, yeah, if you want to wear a crop top under a blazer, do it. I don't care. I love it. Okay, the age. Mm -hmm. So in real life, we've got, you know, I say in real life and then I'm going to say their character names because I don't know their real life names. So the actress that plays Misun, she is the oldest one. She is 45. And they treat her like a grandma, essentially, like the oldest person on earth. They treat <laughs> her like she is so old. Only two years younger than her is Big Chan Mi at 43. And they're like, she's passing as a 29-year-old. We are going to make so many references to her being 29, people kind of giving her the side eye, and her being like, no, but for real. And, like, we know it's a wink-wink, but it's so weird to me. Yeah. I, well, I thought that she was 38, right? Because it says that she's 38 at the part where director Talk finds out who she is. and he, Oh, okay, and, it does. Yeah, because they, they get a hold of those documents that are her profile, and they start reading it off, and they're like, oh, she's like a 38-year-old da-da-da-da with this special force, blah, 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 spy, 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 NIS, da-da-da-da-da. Um, but yeah, because I remember totally thinking she passed as a 29-year-old, but I guess that's just me. Like, I was like, yeah, 29, that makes total sense. They delivered that line, like it was out of this world, and I was like, no, she looks 29 to me, but... You know. See, and I was somewhere in the middle. Obviously, I started this rant without paying attention to the drama at all. Um, that's my bad. Apparently, she's 38. But in real life, she's 43. Mm. And I knew that because I looked up all their ages when I first started the drama. I thought it was super fascinating that they had these three older women who are not, like you said, the totally spies, the Charlie's Angels, the like very young people. And so I thought... It's just a weird joke to keep being like she's 29, but I guess how old would that make them during the flashbacks? 23? If it was 15 years ago? Yeah, you're right. 23, which I was like, oh, they were probably like 20. Like I was going really, really young, but she was his tutor. Maybe he was 20. Maybe it's maybe this is a Nuna relationship. It kind of feels like it it. is. Um, they have said that. He does call her Nuna. Because he's like 30. In the flashbacks. I assume like 35. I don't know. That's what I assumed her age was. But yeah, I guess if the actors are, yeah, there's like a 45-year-old and a 43-year-old playing drastically different ages and they're making it crazy. They're making this age thing wild. Yeah. I just don't know why. Was it just so she would get hired more easily if they put 29 on the resume? 
I guess so. I don't know. And then all of the like 30 year olds are like, oh, we're older than you. And then we, that <laughs> got to be like a point of comedy. Like, look at all of these supermodels that are older than her. I did air quotes mm-hmm. um, on this podcast. <laughs> you can obviously hear them. <laughs> you can hear it in your voice. Yeah. And I did the dumb thing with the flashbacks where they're supposed to be 23. Obviously, I had no basis of where to do this math from, but they seemed to be college age, and 23 is absolutely college age, but in my dumb baby mind, I graduated college at 21, so I think they're, like, much older than college age, but they're talking about college a lot. I don't know what age they're supposed to be or what they're supposed to be doing. I messed up my own timeline a lot in my head, and I got so confused. And essentially, I just didn't know why they brought brought up their ages so much. And then I did the same thing on my own darn podcast. (laughs) We fell into the trap. We fell into the trap of talking about women's ages like they matter. God damn it. Doesn't matter what age they are. It's just hard to get a timeline on this thing. Yeah, and I just kind of hated... That it was like these three, I keep saying older, I I wish I had a better word. These three older women who, one, they treat like a grandma. One, they're like, she's this like super cool, she can do whatever she wants. She doesn't have as much associated with her age. And then one, they treat like a baby, like she is the youngest person they have ever seen in their lives. And I'm like, hey, what if we just treat all three of you like the same as if we respected you all equally? I guess that's coming from a society that does not have as much of a hierarchical system based on age, though. Yeah, or rather, it's like a reverse hierarchical system, which is to say that if you are young um, in our society, typically that's actually valued more because of potential or something. And then the older you get, the more they make you feel like you just need to retire and stop talking. The workforce specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's just weird. If they keep bringing it up, I'll keep bringing it up. But otherwise, we can just stop with all that noise. Yeah, no more. Okay. Uh, we, unless something real wild happens, if they try and really pull some shit with age, we will bring it up on the podcast again. But... Until that point, we just won't talk about it anymore on our podcast, not here. We don't care about anyone's age. We just love these people and the badass fights they are getting into. Yeah, I care enough about their age to be like, I'm so grateful that when I'm 43, I can wear crop tops. Somebody has allowed me by doing it themselves. Yeah. I don't know why I need permission, because she obviously didn't. But, like, I needed someone else to go first, and I love that Leeds ladies are. I think we too often get trapped in our heads of, like, being women means that aging is deteriorating and losing our value. We are taught that. That is something we are (laughs) spoon-fed. These ladies are peak right now. Yeah, Yeah, um, and, like, to be honest... I will probably only have the kind of self-discipline, if I ever have the kind of self-discipline it takes to have, like, a six-pack, it is 
probably not going to happen until I'm probably like 43 because right now my self-discipline is garbage. So we've got a lot to look forward to and that's why I appreciated that this drama didn't have beautiful young 22-year-olds that were younger and stronger and faster and smarter than us. It just gives me hope for the future. For my future specifically. Yeah, like, let's keep doing these dramas because um, I had a birthday in 27. I know that's young, but also that whole thing where uh, we are taught in our lives, we women specifically, um, are taught that, yeah, we're just deteriorating after the age of 21, so... Uh, you know, it. I do panic a little when I think about 30, but also I try and keep in mind that a lot of people say that their 30s were way better than their 20s because being tw- in your 20s is hard as shit. Like, it, it's an insane time. You're trying to f- learn how to be an adult, and you're figuring out that no one knows how to be an adult, and no one can really teach you, or if they can, they're not telling, so... Um, hoping my 30s are actually really, really cool. And then now I can also look forward to my 40s thanks to, you know, like some pretty cool lady role models that I needed. I didn't even know I needed, but I needed them and I love them. Hell yeah. The cinematography and the transitions and the editing on this show are just what my reptilian brain needed. My ADHD Gen Z, (laughs) like almost exclusively watches YouTube videos at this point. (laughs) Just needed lots of cuts, lots of cool lighting, lots of very just perfectly done editing. I cannot, I have no words because I don't know anything about editing, but beautiful, perfect. I love it so much. It is so good. It is like... There are so many aspects of this K-drama aside from the amazing story and like obviously I will never shut up about the fight scenes and like the characters are outstanding but then yeah like the transitions amazing and then I love the spy movie soundtrack that does such a good job of encapsulating like the 60s spy type soundtrack but like bringing it into the 2020 i actually don't know when this was filmed probably like 2019 um i just love it i love what they're doing with all of the sounds the transitions uh i love those that horn section that 60s spy movie horn section that is literally the only way i know how to describe it but they totally have it (laughs) and then they have like montages where they're sometimes a cartoon they are sometimes an old-timey movie They are sometimes a comic strip. I just... The creativity is beyond me. I'm so here for it. It is extremely good. Yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. one thing. I don't want to complain too much. Because this show is just fun. Because we're just having fun. We don't need to worry about things too much. But there are maybe a ridiculous amount of flashbacks already to something you complained about in uncontrollably fond so now i have it on the brain and i notice it all the time (laughs) where it's something that happened maybe 15 minutes before in the same episode hey don't 
Yeah, I've mm. also been doing a lot of the 10 second skip at the beginning of the episode, except it's hard because Uncontrollably Fond did this thing where they would replay like 10 minutes before the scene, um, like the final, like the last 10 minutes of the final scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they'd play it from like a different perspective usually in the first of the episode, but you don't know, like at the get go. But I have been 10 seconds skipping a little bit through the opening scenes of this one and i hope i'm not missing anything i don't think so the only part that i thought about skipping and i think that i opened instagram because i'm terrible but i mean the part that i opened instagram was when she was crawling through the vents yep that for me was that what you were thinking yeah, well, I did it, um, I straight up, so I don't really, I'm, I don't even think I'm, like, a mature person. I just don't really get fart humor. Like, I struggle yeah. with that. It's just not my thing. Um, and so when they were crawling through the vents, uh, and then, like, the fart humor was going on, that part I just kind of tuned out. Like, I opened up Facebook, and... Um, just, yeah, checked out what was going on there so that I didn't have to worry about I thought the jokes afterward were really funny. Like, um, I think that teasing someone about stuff like that is hilarious. I think, like, <laughs> laughing at someone's moment of discomfort and bodily functions is just not my thing. Because I kind of, um, had the urge to do the same thing at the naked scene where, like, everything collapses and he's just, like, exposed to everyone. And I was just like, ooh, I can't, I don't want to be here for this. I don't want to be part of this. I wish I was dead instead of here. Yeah. But it's so mild that you're you're not even angry. You're just kind of checked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of ejects me a little bit and I just... Yeah, I kind of want to just do something else. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, open Instagram. A couple times. <laughs> <laughs> just open that Instagram, open that Twitter. Good casting is a perfect show to relax to. Not too much pressure to pay attention to every moment. Because some dramas, you really do have to pay attention to every single moment. Mm-hmm. But in this drama, she drops a flash drive behind a bookshelf in the CEO's office that is a copy of his entire hard drive and then she just goes back and gets it you know yeah. no biggie it's just a <laughs> second opportunity for her to run into him and then she does and he does and it's fine it yeah. kind of really isn't that big of a deal that she's in his office because she's his secretary yeah like if she had straight up just pretended the first time and been like hi i'm your secretary i just dropped off this tray of things for you then he would have been like, cool, great, it's good to meet you, my new secretary. Have a seat, let's talk a little bit. It's, we've, you're, welcome to the team. Yeah, but instead, but instead, we get so many weird moments where they're trying to pretend not to know each other, and she has to sneak around his office as if he won't notice. But, okay, then the reverse is that we get that scene where she's pulling on one side of the bookcase and he's pushing on the other. And I was crying. I was laughing so hard. If you just get into the dumb comedy... It was very good. It's very funny. (laughs) 
that part I liked because it was just so insane. And, well, and, like, part of the comedy is thinking about how she is so strong and (laughs) tricking him into believing that his bookshelf is broken. And he totally buys it. And you know that, like, the physics of that probably couldn't happen because if she was pulling, as soon as he stopped pushing the bookshelf would slide right. close the like unless she timed it i feel like he sometimes right. would like jump like, onto that bookcase and she would just grab it very quickly there is yeah. no physics at work in this scene but i'm here for it <laughs> same with they're cute i think his name is muhyak they're cute it guy who we basically introduced to he just appeared in the van one day trying to jump Mm -hmm. back into the van from the motorbike why no i have tears in my (laughs) eyes hey don't do that that's so dangerous and he's just clawing on it's not a cool like spy moment where they save him or like he jumps like he gets up on top of the bike and then just does a cool jump into the truck. That's what I thought it was going to be because this is a cool spy show. And it was 0% that, 100% chaotic energy. I loved it so much. <laughs> it was very good, especially because she literally just leaned out to be like, hey, keep following us. We'll show you where we're going. Like, we'll pull over when we're not on a freeway. And he latches on and with he's like, what? raccoon hands, like, just grabbing. <laughs> Get out of here! Uh, oh, that's so dangerous, <laughs> buddy. And his little motorcycle friend who was just excited to be part of an adventure. <laughs> oh, they have scenes that just kill me. I love them so much. And, and then scenes where Big Chun-Mi dumps off of a skyscraper in a little hammock. And yeah. I don't think they get you five feet from the ground that seems like a dangerously low height for that thing to go yep i don't think that they would let that happen but go i okay k-drama suspend your disbelief suspend any and all disbelief for vaguely cool moments (laughs) i will happily i will yep i'm done being sad forever except if it has to do with someone's uh slight name change i cannot suspend that disbelief i am waiting for the moment where he's like hey dumbass i've known it was you the whole time literally the whole time you were a terrible spy (laughs) you didn't change your hair your face has not aged a day (laughs) you look exactly the same and you didn't even bother to change two letters in your name oh (laughs) <laughs> and yet, I think Imia Yun still gave the wrong name in her interview, and I died so much inside. Yeah, I 10 seconds skipped because I knew that I was like, yep, she fails her interview. 10 seconds skip. Gotta get out of <laughs> <No>. here. <laughs> you have to stop skipping through the show. <laughs> I knew what happened, and I couldn't do it. I Because I want, I don't know. <laughs> I want her to be good. I want her to prove that she's a good spy. And the... Oh, yeah. She's got a lot of building to do. Mm-hmm. She's struggling. She's struggling so much. 
I'm ready for the montage where they just straight up teach her, like, how to be a good spy in 20 minutes. And <clears throat> then we've got a completely realized uh, deadly weapon lady spy. <laughs> but I am fine with what they've got now because they do genuinely appreciate her skills. They talk, I don't know. I don't think they shade her too much on not being super physically competent as a spy, but they give her so many props of, like, she is the best coder, she is the best computer geek in all the land. They talk her up behind her back and to her face so much. I'm so here for it. I do love that. Like, when uh, our new boy, our Hubei IT guy who is like, ah, you know who could have cracked this code in, like, ten minutes if she had been here? My son, Bay. Cute. That is such a nice thing to say. Yeah. I love it. We support her. We want her, we want great things for her and the cutest child that's ever existed that is hers as well. Give me that baby. (laughs) I want that baby. That is a cute baby. That is a super cute baby. Dang. Okay, whatever, uh, K-dramas. We get it. You have all of the cutest kids, but, like, what the heck? (laughs) Do you need to hoard them all? Can you not give them away? (laughs) To me. (laughs) To me? I want that little baby. It's so cute. Sweet baby. This show is so stupid. I love my notes. Ugh. I just am having a good time relaxing with K-dramas again. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch more of this and be a little bit brain dead. Maybe sometimes not even pay attention to the show and just yeah. enjoy it. If I have to go back and watch something, I will, but maybe I won't. And, you know, it's fine. But that said, I did miss it and I really missed Vicky. I did. Man, it's been a minute, Vicky. How you doing? Great, it seems, because I'm loving this good casting show. (laughs) And I love your lack of advertisements. Yes. Your lack of pop-ups that take me to... Hey, bud. Thanks for all you do, Vicky. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, uh, we found good casting on Vicky, in case y'all were wondering. um, That's where we found this one. We did not go to some... Uh, site with lots of pop-ups and we did not find it on Netflix where they play you trailers constantly. Con- constant tra- I know you can turn that off. But, okay, don't at me. I know you can turn that off. I just... <laughs> <laughs> but but do you? No. Do you turn them off? Or do you just I get annoyed to... at them? Because that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Like, gives me another reason to be cranky about something that doesn't matter. So, <laughs> thank you, Netflix. I will be. <laughs> so, if you yeah, okay. if you want to watch good casting with us and then talk to us about it, we are at all of our usual places, starting with our email at playonkpodcast at gmail dot com, or our website playonk.com, where you can find all our all of our past episodes as well as a link to our Patreon, which we would love if you joined and supported us on patreon if you have the money and the time and the want and we also have we're on the social medias 
just a couple of them. We're on both Instagram and we are on Twitter. Instagram, we're pl- at Play on K Podcast, and Twitter, we're just at Play on K. And you can hop over there and chat with us and have a good time and enjoy the things we occasionally post, very occasionally on Twitter, kind of a lot on Instagram. We're loving it over there. So come check us out. We also are posted on many platforms like like Stitcher, iTunes, Blueberry, and Spotify. And if you leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes, we would love you forever. We would give you a shout out on the podcast. If we can, apparently with just ratings, if you don't leave a review, if you we don't get your name. So we can't say thank you so, so much for giving us five stars. So many people have on iTunes, and it means the world to us, yeah. and we appreciate you. But we don't know your names, our silent heroes. Yeah, which, yes, thank you. Um, and then, yeah, if you ever do leave a review, we love you. We love you no matter what. Thank you, as always, to James Paul Hevel and school to dm for our theme songs. We love it, and we love you. We love it and we love you and we love all of you for listening. Thank you so much and join us next week when we watch 